0: From the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School, this is Marketing Matters on Business Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, and of course, boys and girls and marketing students of all ages, welcome to the program. Yep, yep, yep. First, the name, Professor america's read second the game is of course marketing as in segmentation targeting positioning and messaging to your customers listeners you are to be saluted on a daily basis baby please sirius xm channel 132 business radio powered by the warden school i'm your host professor america's Reed, and they call me the hip-hop prof yep aka the czar of the M-A-R, the messiah of marketing, the militant poet, the muscular microphone hustler. Do or do not, there is no try, said this marketing Jedi. Now, Listeners, you can call in 1-844-WARTON is the number. That's 1-844-942-7866. The Hip Hop Prof is taking you inside of the Wharton School for free. You can talk to the gurus, the experts of the day, to learn and understand everything about marketing. You can also follow our show on Twitter at SXM Marketing, and you can follow Business Radio at SXM Business for information about all our programming. And, of course, check out our new website, sxmmarketing.com you can also of course hit me up your boy on twitter at amreed2 that's At A-M-R-E-E-D-2 on Twitter or on the gram at Professor America's one word. Connect with me on the social media tip. Follow me, follow me, follow me, follow me, but don't lose your grip. And, of course, as I said before, guys, you've got to call in. You have to give us a call. You have to talk to us, 1-844-942-7866, so you can join today's extravagant, amazing program. Here's what we've got. First, we've got our hit Or miss of the week with our good friend Shannon Miller, Adweek's Managing Editor of Creativity, The Creator, Economy, and DEI. And in the second part of the show, we've got the Spotlight segment with Georgie Coop, Bumble's Associate Brand Director. Okay, so before we start playing our Marketing Hit or Miss of the Week, let me introduce our first guest to the program. This is Shannon Miller, Adweek's Managing Editor of Creativity, The Creator, Economy, and DEI. Shannon, thanks for joining me today.
1: Thanks for having me back. This is the first time I've actually seen you get to do like the
0: intro <laughs> yes. intro.
1: That was invigorating,
0: ladies and germs. I am I am untethered. I am unchained today. <laughs> I will be myself. I will act like a fool. I will talk to the control room. We'll have a lot of fun. We're going to take calls. Everything, anything is open today, Shannon. So I'm excited to have you here because you are the guru. You have oh, been. Man. Oh my goodness! You and AdWeek colleagues have been studying this. The Super Bowl is over. Let me just give a quick shout out to Jalen Hurts and the Eagles, the Birds. We were awesome. Okay, but it. Just, it. just turns out that Patrick Mahomes, my homeboy, was a little more awesome on that even, but we were very excited in the Philadelphia. Of course, the game was amazing, and Mm -hmm. a lot of people, Shannon, approximately 100 million, correct me if I'm wrong, tuned into the Super Bowl. So they were literally there, Shannon, to see what was going on, to figure out and watch the commercials and be entertained, correct?
1: Oh, yeah. This was a heavily attended game, and... You know, there's always a crapshoot with um, things like this. You never know what the turnout is quite going to be. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, this one, I think everyone's just rearing, really rearing to go to see not only the game, but how this new landscape of um, advertising was going to work out. So it was a huge, huge turnout.
0: Very, very cool. And, of course, you've been studying this. So let's talk a little bit about what worked and what didn't work in our hit or miss segment of the program. I love this particular part of the show. Shannon, because what we do is we bring up specific things in the marketing world and we label them as either hits that will do well in the marketplace or misses. And we call this particular segment the hit or miss segment. Hit. Bullseye. Or miss. Minutes. Just a bit outside. So I'm incredibly curious. You've been studying this, Shannon. Give me some yeah. of the things that you saw for the Super Bowl. And tell me your perspective in terms of whether or not you thought it was a hit. And again, listeners, you can join this conversation. You can tell us what you liked, what you didn't like at 1 844 942 7866. Please enlighten us, Shannon.
1: Well, this was a really interesting game because, you know, we look at where we were 365 days ago, completely different. Mm-hmm. This was, I mean, this time last year, what were we talking about so we heftily? Web3, mm. NFTs. Yep. Uh, You know, cryptocurrency none of that this year. <laughs> none of that i didn't see a crypto ad i'm, I'm wondering mm-hmm. what that means <laughs> not a single one and that's coming from a time where we had four crypto ads exactly last exactly. year mm-hmm. so to go from that like you always hear zero to 100 100 to zero yes is just as jarring unbelievable and um it, it was it was interesting to see okay well what's going to fill that void interesting and on top of that that merged with the year, the first year that AB Invest yes. no longer had exclusive yes. um, alcohol rights exactly. So there was a perfect, there was like a perfect storm of like okay. We have this one industry that's going to take a seat. Mm-hmm. They, they need to heal. They need to figure themselves out. But now, <laughs> They need therapy. The crypto right. industry
0: needs therapy right now. <laughs> therapy, just yep. meet at the
1: red table, whatever you got to do. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Now you have the spirit and wine and in, um, liquor industry that now has this open arena yes. to play. Yes. And did they play? Yes. They absolutely did. You had Crown Royal. Crown
0: Royal. Yes. Um,
1: um, Molson Chorus made this huge um, comeback mm-hmm. after 30 years with one of my favorite spots at the night. And uh I just feel like the alcohol industry after years of having to sort of sit it out and watch, you know, one of yes. their um contemporaries play really showed up in a big way. So I think one of my biggest hits goes to the alcohol and uh, spirit industry because yes. they really Occupied a space that mm-hmm. was a bit of a question mark for a little bit.
0: And what I think is super interesting, Shannon, is the premise that you just made, which is, and it was sort of inferential in, in the commentary that you just gave us there, and that is that you can watch the entire portfolio of Super Bowl ads and get a sense of the economic signal that's being given by mm-hmm. nature of the brands that participate, right? So I love yeah. this idea that you mentioned with the opening up of the alcoholic brands and now alcohol brands. And now, you know, this, of course, gives us Diddy, who doesn't make jingles. He makes hits. Uh, apparently, <laughs> this is what I learned as part of the Super Bowl. But tell us about some of Let's start with the, the alcohol uh, category and tell us about, you know, what you saw that you liked, what you saw that, you know, sort of stood out to you, all of that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. So, like I said, Molson Coors really showed up in a big way with um, a spot that allowed some of its... Uh, correlating brands to literally fight for the spotlight. Mm. Um, I believe the spot was called the Big Stakes mm-hmm. um beer ad. And so it was in you have this really historic moment. And there was a it was a question of who is going to be able to claim that moment. Mm-hmm. And so they had their I think it was like Coors Light and a Miller's they were had this big brawl in a bar. Fighting for this historic moment only for Blue Moon to come out of nowhere Boom. and be like, actually, it's my spot, <laughs> which I'm like, great. That's one it. of my favorite brands. I'm glad that they had that moment. Mm-hmm. But it really, um, added weight to what that was. It was more than a beer ad; It was a return. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So. I think it was a really fun way to point to a moment in history gotcha. for that brand. So that was really cool for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I also really liked Crown Royal and sort of the history mm-hmm. of um, Canada because that's a very bold yes. thing to do with something like the Super Bowl. Like yes. Like Super Bowl, which is very tied to Americana. Yes. Um, to come and be like, actually, Canada would like a word. <laughs> and, <laughs> yes. And, and that's what I thought was a really great spot. Anytime you get to see Dave Roll, I mean, oh. that's just an awesome moment
0: yeah time. he's so authentic i love that you know shout out to dave because he did he figured out how to get a rush album into the mm-hmm. super bowl which was fantastic i absolutely love that <laughs> so you're 100 correct though because i think you know trying to make things a bit more uh more diverse like you're saying shannon uh and, yeah. and just more interesting you know different points of view different perspectives what else did you see
1: well okay so if we're going hits which i think hits. there are a lot of hits yeah there there was one unfortunate miss oh no and I'm and I hate to say it Uh-oh. because uh-huh. anytime I get to see my girl Serena, I'm Serena just Hello. delighted. And I want to emphasize uh-huh. she looked good. She this did. was not on her. Gotcha. But the, the Remy Martin ad uh-huh. felt really short for me because yeah. it was just so many things happening at once. Yes. And it was really hard to grasp what was going on and how this directly tied to the brand. You have this very like overly earnest copy which is actually very good copy gotcha. in terms mm-hmm. of an example of what good copywriting looks like mm-hmm. that was really great copywriting mm-hmm. and just the wrong ad uh-huh. it, like there was you know football players and dancers and <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're still unclear right of where remy martin's identity kind of fits into this mm-hmm. and so it just left a lot of questions so many questions and this is just like a little bit of an insider thing but like I said on Twitter, this left our newsroom in disarray. Got Every time <laughs> we get the uh-huh. ads ahead of time, we have to like sort of discuss like, okay, is this a hit for us or is this a miss for us? And it was just one of those things where it was like, very, it was very polarizing and like, okay, this isn't like so bad. But then in other cases, it's like, well, we just need to know what the identity is here. Oh, interesting. And yeah. so that was that was like, if this is going to be like your first big show up to the, the big game, mm-hmm. you kind of want to be clear about that from the onset. Uh, so mm-hmm. I'm really interested how they show up next year if they decide to return
0: gotcha 1-844-942-7866 callers listeners do you have any opinions out there did you watch the super bowl did you watch the commercials did you see anything that you liked or disliked give us a call and give us your opinion at 1-844-942-7866 here's what's interesting if i'm not mistaken shannon serena showed up twice am i correct on this She did. So she showed up in in that ad that you were mentioning, but she also showed up, I think, in a Michelob Ultra slash Netflix slash – I mean, I was like, wait a second. What's going on here, right? So (laughs) it was like – it was a Serena fest, if you will. Yeah. And I'm I'm a fan because she's the greatest of all time. But I was trying – to your point, you've got – 30 seconds at 7 million bucks to make mm-hmm. your point. And so you cannot leave this audience like in some state of ambiguity, sort of wondering well, what was the point of that? What is the brand identity? Because now after 30 plus years, like you were saying, Jen, things have opened up and new alcohol brands can come in. So you can't have that misstep, correct? Exactly.
1: And I mean, this took a little bit longer to sell it for the sort of slate of spots to sell out. But you know, imagine like what the rush could be next year. You want to make sure that you make your impact, you know, while you have it. Now with the Michelob Ultra thing, they kind of continued their um, appreciation of uh, pop culture. They did a Caddyshack. Yes. Not this year. And I think it worked. I think that having the merge of her and Brian Cox from Succession. Yes. Does, does it make sense? Yes. I don't know, but it was funny. And it was great to see that sort of play. Uh-huh. Um, I think there were a lot of questions about like, how did Serena show up in two alcohol ads and no one <laughs> caught it? Um, right. Which I kind of had to explain to my boyfriend. Well, these are like two separate, you know. Right. They're, these are two separate areas. They're not exactly direct competitors. So I think it's fine. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it was definitely the Serena Bowl, and I will never. <laughs> Um, speak against that. Uh-huh. I am for it. I'm like yeah. I said, you know, if the Mannings can be yes. in 777 ads, <laughs> she can be in 778. There, I mean, that's <laughs> what I stand on, and it was just great to see her.
0: That is very cool. I want to go behind the curtain, back into the control room with my good friend, sound audio engineer D Rock Dion Simpkins, aka Rims and and rim, rim shots and hi hats, hi hats and rim shots, and rim shots on Twitter. No, hi hats and rim, rim shots. Follow him on Twitter, Dion. Give me your your favorite and your least favorite hit. And miss of the Super Bowl ads.
2: So here's what happened. It, it's funny we're talking alcohol because uh-huh. during the commercial breaks, most times I was pouring alcohol. <laughs> like, and I, I'm usually whiskey. I'm oh. and I'm usually whiskey drinker. Gotcha. I was Damn. feeling vodka. Yeah. Oh, for for, for for the Super Bowl. For some reason, I felt vodka. Uh huh. Pouring a lot of vodka. Uh huh. However, however, um, the. S- Serena, the the golf one, yes, I was confused. Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. very confused. Yes, I didn't know what was going on there. Yep, they lost me. Yep the um, the corners one with the Breaking Bad. Yes, that that touched my heart. That t- <laughs> I, 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 I've gone through. i through Breaking Bad twice. Gotcha. Oh, okay. So you're I'm, a fan. I'm considering a third. Gotcha. So that 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 got me. Gotcha. The one gotcha. thing that I feel like nobody's talking about that. To me, seemed like a miss because it was like, "Oh, that happened." Was the the Fanduel Gronk kick? Yes. Like yes. I saw it and I was
0: like, "Oh, that that's it." Yes. And, and it was just like nobody's talking about it. Yes. Now. Yes. And as a matter of fact, Dion, our colleague it's it mentioned this after it had happened he said you know Gronkowski's going to kick a, do a live commercial and try to kick a field and we were like that already happened bro right, like, it just <laughs> felt like, like i thought there would be like pomp and yeah. circumstance. Or you missed, kick. Yes, and such and yes it was just
2: it. it was just like a, another commercial so i think that that was kind of a, it was a
0: big build up uh-huh. and then it was just like oh this happened interesting listeners 18449427866 what did you love what did you hate about the super bowl advertisements let's go to Ms. Dana Cash.
2: The one that I think we're not talking about that was so good was the the farmer's dog. Mm. With the dog. Did you guys see that one? Yes. Emotional. Yes. Are you dog people?
0: I'm not a dog person. I'm not. Shannon?
1: Oh, I'm definitely a dog person. What did you think?
2: I thought that was great. That was was the
1: one time that, like, I don't appreciate being made to feel tearful (laughs) during the Super Bowl after I'm, like, two beers in. It was beautifully (laughs) done. It was just so beautifully done. And yeah, that was um, definitely a favorite on our end as well. What very, was the br- well what
0: remind me of the brand? What was the brand for the dog for the dog commercial?
2: The farmer's dog.
0: The farmer's ah, yeah. oh, gotcha, 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 gotcha. Because there was another commercial, Dana, Dion, and Shannon, that was I think an Amazon Prime commercial with the dog that was it stuck in the house after the pandemic was over. And they brought the. Remember, they brought the, the 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 family brought in the the case as if they were going to like ship the dog away, and there was a new little dog in the case. That befriended the the dog, the family dog, and like we were just like falling out of our chair, like you know, just sort of like you know, cutting onions, baby. Uh, allegedly, uh, so so that so that was that was something that was was uh, that I think was interesting. What I also think was interesting. I want to get your perspective on Shannon? Give me some of the trends. So one of the things I I believe I saw was a lot of humor. I saw a lot of kind of co-branding. I also saw a lot of like partnership types of things. Uh, a lot of this QSR stuff, which I actually tried to do, I try. I, some of the commercials, I wasn't fast enough to get the phone out to do the QSR thing, or I went to it and the thing didn't work. And I was like, wow, you know, maybe it was crashing because everybody's doing it at the same time. What are your thoughts on the overall trends, Shannon, that you observed in terms of across all of these different ads?
1: Well, there was definitely um, a lot of partnerships. You had MGM and Netflix and then Netflix and Molson Coors. Netflix mm-hmm. was very much... Um playing across the board. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one worked a little bit better than the other. Um, I'm not sure that the Michelob uh Netflix team up landed quite as yeah, well. As yeah, the, yeah. But the GM Netflix one was great because there was a clear purpose there. Yes. And then you have Will Farrell that's like just makes everything better. And yes. you know, it was a good reminder <laughs> that you know, yeah, it was great. a good reminder that Netflix is still, you know, here to play when it comes to the streamers, and that was another trend too. The streamers really showed up, uh-huh. so you know, you had that. You had um, Paramount, uh, plus where they had another mountain ad with the Stallones and mm-hmm. Dora, mm-hmm. um, and Jim Dangle from Reno 911. And I really did enjoy that, even though you've got to come off that mountain sometime, you got to mm. give us something new,
2: um, yeah. <laughs> and do something. Um,
1: Peacock had another, um, speaking to what you mentioned earlier, they had a partnership with mm-hmm. m&ms and um, oh, goodness, another brand, but they. Um, showed up, but like the big thing was Tubi. Yes. Tubi came out of nowhere yes. and just stole the show, not just out of the streamerverse, but just in general. Gotcha. They came yes. and played big for, um, and the CMO actually spoke with our senior TV reporter, um, Molly Kay Lane, mm-hmm. about how she came into this role and felt like Tubi didn't have a real identity. Gotcha. And they ended up um, pairing with Mischief, Mischief at No Fixed Address was the creative agency on this very weird spot um, called, you know, Into the the Rabbit Hole, I believe. Gotcha. And it was it had all of these rabbits. It was um, just bizarre but really effective because it really stood out in sort of the fray. Um, but then they had the iconic 15-minute spoof where uh, – or 15-second, rather, uh, prank. That made the world feel as if someone had stepped on the remote. Oh, and,
0: yes, 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 yes. That that totally screwed me up for half of a second. <laughs> Everyone was like, wait a minute. Everyone got upset. They were like, what's going on here? That was funny. And they yeah. were like, oh, okay, we saw what you did there. That was clever. It was clever. Yeah, it was, was fifteen clever.
1: seconds. And like if you if you really look at it, fifteen seconds, minimal dialogue, no celebrities. Yes. And it was the talk of the game.
0: Interesting.
1: That was and that I really think speaks to sort of the overarching trend that I think is sort of waning, Uh or at least our understanding of it. Mm -hmm. More celebrities doesn't necessarily mean better. right? It doesn't mean it's going to be the most resonant thing. Exactly. And maybe it's time for us to really reevaluate what a Super Bowl ad is and what it means. Mm -hmm. Um, But those were like some of the big things that i noticed was you know
0: streaming alcohol and gotcha and, as you mentioned partnerships gotcha listeners shannon miller is with us ad week's managing editor of creativity the creator economy and dei talking about super bowl ads you can join the conversation one 844 that's one 942 7866 now i was looking at some of this other uh research uh shannon and it turns out that the most Googled thing during the uh, Super Bowl was, is Rihanna pregnant? Okay, so so I got to ask a quick question. What so reactions to the half So first of all, question: the the halftime show is a big deal, right? Mm-hmm. And obviously, you know the the Fenty Beauty brand, which is her brand, right? Got a apparently a huge mm. lift associated with this entire. I mean, it was, I believe it was like fifteen minutes. Of performance yeah. or something quite like that. So, a quick re- response in terms of what you thought about the that part of it, and what can you know, sort of just different uh, points of view related to the halftime piece as part of the storytelling for the Super Bowl ads.
1: I believe my um, colleague Rebecca Stewart said it best. That was probably the best um, ad of the Super Bowl. <laughs> yes, like that was the one that was the most effective, because you have someone who is so intrinsically tied to her brand. That no matter what she did, it wouldn't have felt out of place. So she could have pulled out her pack. She could have, yeah. literally just had a demo of yes. the Savage Fenty line, and it wouldn't have felt, um, yes, it wouldn't have felt inauthentic. And it it just worked. It worked to remind us that there are two legacies at work here. There's her past legacy with gotcha. music, and yes. her future legacy yes. as, a mog- uh, as a mogul, as a mogul I entrepreneur. It a, it, I just thought it was a, a perfect, um, un, it was a perfect display of. Who Rihanna is now, totally. And who she will always to- be. So I thought it was
0: amazing. That's amazing. I have a question for the control room, and the question is: First of all, what did you think about Rihanna's performance in the halftime show? And give me your all-time favorite Super Bowl halftime performance. We'll start with D Rock. What are your thoughts, sir? I like
2: the performance. Mm-hmm. I, it was it was classic. It was it was her. Like yes, a lot of people were looking for a lot of pizzazz and a bunch of stuff, and yep. like that's not how she does it. Like she she was right, right in in her own bag. Gotcha. Which was perfect. Mm-hmm. It, it worked for her. I
0: thought it was dope. That is awesome. Now for me, I'm just going to let you know. D Rock all time favorite has to be the purple one. Oh yeah. Can I just can I, can like, I just say that singing purple rain in the rain? In I the mean rain. Like how it can't for me for me. No, that's can't. for is me. That, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's, it's, it's <laughs> not, not even a question. It's not even a question. Uh, our crack producer, Ms. Dana Cash. What say you?
2: Yes, I mean I love Rihanna. I think she. I, I loved the halftime show. Um, all power to her. Um, I did. <laughs> I was one of those people that was wondering what was going on early on. Uh,
0: yes, but yes.
2: Um, an all-time favorite halftime show. I really don't know. I really can't. I can't can't pick.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well then, yeah. Listeners, performers, you, you're not doing your job. You are not doing your job if you cannot stand out. <laughs> this is why I love the purple one so much, because it's just like, that's just, it's just like, it just burned into my psyche, Shannon. Uh, just, oh. you know, awesome. And how and I think as an opportunity, you, I, I love what you said, Shannon, you said... You know, the authenticity piece and the fact that she literally has these different identities that people aspire to, entrepreneur, artist, performer, et cetera, businesswoman, a mogul, all these things, powerful opportunity to create something during the halftime show. Now, I want to ask a question because, you know, there's a lot of conversation about, you know, is this worth it? And I was just taking a look at Instagram, and I I was looking at who are the top Instagram influencers, uh, t- t- who are the people, who are the celebrities that have the most followers. And I believe, if my data is correct, that Cristiano Ronaldo has the most Instagram followers, with something like 540 million Instagram followers. Okay, so there's a really? bunch of people in the top ten. I think number two is uh, was is Messi. Uh, the Rock is in there. The Kardashians are all in there. Ariana Grande is in there. But my point being that you know you you can do this seven million dollar thirty second thing, or you can pay right Cristiano Ronaldo to post something to get five hundred and forty million eyeballs on it. So, do you have mm-hmm. an, a perspective on this new kind of resource allocation trade off within the Super Bowl that says you know? That sort of just analyzes these particular potential options and gives some guidance around a decision about why you would do the Super Bowl and not, for example, work with one of these collaborators who just happens to have a hundred million or more followers on their social media platforms. What are your thoughts, shannon?
1: Um, so in terms of like the the seven million slot you you have to be realistic about what that could possibly bring you. Is it going to equate to any sort of bump, and what I would say. Is you know, if you are coming from a place where you have like virtually zero brand recognition, Mm, mm -hmm. it it could mean something for you. I I think of Timu. I didn't know what Timu was. And if we're gonna be very real about it, probably one of the most grating spots of the of the night. And (laughs) it repeated quite a bit. And that was really challenging for me. But you know what? I didn't know what Timu was. Now you do. Um before and now I do. Yes. And just that alone, even if the talk isn't necessarily pleasant. You mm-hmm. would be hard-pressed to ask our newsroom what Timu is and not have anyone know what it's exactly what it is. And there was a significant bump in, there was a significant spike in searches gotcha. for, Timu for Timu after that thing, uh... after that aired. So, you know, I would say that, yeah, it, it's definitely worth it. Mm-hmm. I think that, like, if you are a major brand um, that's already a tentpole, brand you have to ask yourself what is the seven million what what new yes is this seven million going to bring me yes and if it's just a matter of participating just to participate yeah i don't know if it's gonna really you know you could probably allocate yourself allocate those to to other things like working with creators and that's sort of the big thing about the creator economy right there's Mm -hmm. a lot of value there Mm -hmm. and you can probably get a lot more bang for your buck if you invest that into those communities as opposed to taking up a major spot just to stick, like, I don't know, Paul Rudd, yeah, um, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. in, in, a, in a spot, like, you really have to assess like what that thing is going to bring for you. And I think it's going to be way more beneficial for smaller brands than for bigger brands.
0: Gotcha, that's a super interesting analysis, Shannon. I, I agree 100%. I think that part of the idea here is to say that you know what, you can go to it, it's a it's a funnel it's a purchase funnel argument are you looking for awareness are you looking for consideration are you looking for matriculation mm-hmm. are you looking for evaluation trial conversion what do you, what exactly is your brand goal objective i think is your point here shannon and yeah. so given that then you can more appropriately evaluate these potential options and by the way if if my data is is correct if you want to get cristiano ronaldo to to talk about your your product, you're going to have to pay him a million a post. So you're going to get – this is this is the number I've heard. I have not validated this. But that's going to give you seven posts on his Instagram as opposed yeah. to your point – and elaborate on this, Shannon. As opposed to the, the ability to have an entire month of pre-Super pre Bowl, Super Bowl – you know deliver the, the 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 big the big you know moment and then post so you have there's a longer kind of storytelling arc that you can create and i think a lot of brands did that where they released on youtube first and then they sort of teased maybe and then had the moment and then afterwards there's an opportunity for additional engagement did you i mean is that a fair characterization
1: that is a very fair characterization and what i would add to that is that could backfire Real quick, mm-hmm. and I think the one thing you can look to is Eminem's. Yeah. There was a huge ooh, lead up ooh, to this Maya.
0: Sorry, moment. we we weren't buying it.
1: Oh yeah, no, yeah. yeah. <laughs> which I say
0: because like yeah,
1: I would you know I would lay my life on the line for Maya Rudolph. Yeah. I very much believe in her just yes. as a presence. Yes. So you you not only have this huge spot, you have this incredible talent there. Yes. And you need to make the best of that. And I think that that lead up just didn't give quite what it was supposed to give with having this sort of controversy around the folks candies and doing this yes. whole thing it just didn't connect all that well so yes you can make the most of this time but you have to have a strategy that you know works gotcha. <laughs> and that just didn't quite work but if you're smart with your time and your money You can do incredible things with that moment.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. I really appreciate that. Shannon Miller, Adweek, Managing Editor of Creativity, The Creator, Economy, and DEI. Shannon, thanks so much for joining us today. Where can our listeners go to keep up with you? Twitter, other sorts of, uh, you know, where are you living on social media?
1: Oh, man, I am now regressing into my old woman era. I am strictly (laughs) on Twitter. (laughs) I am at Shannon L underscore Miller. Mm -hmm. That is um, at Shannon L underscore underscore Miller, if you can interact with me and tell me what your favorite of the game was, I would, I would love to know.
0: Excellent. Well, we certainly appreciate you, Shannon. Listeners, we're going to take a short break. This is Marketing Matters Business Radio Series XM Channel 132.